What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rowe Show. A time of recording, it is 1.24 p.m. on Wednesday, June 27th, 2018. And this is our first podcast in over a month. I believe the last episode of the Weekly Scorch, which I uploaded with Sam Hannon, was uh, 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 several fortnights ago. But... In order, in order to get us back on track, I really have uh, one person to thank, and that is the number one fan of the AJ Rowe Show and my dear, dear friend, Eric Leroy Simpson, who's joining us from Burlington, Vermont. Eric, say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. It is great to be back. It has been a while. For, so, for me as well. Yeah. I don't think I've been on the pod since my my illegal cameo in Super Bowl Media Day 2. Super Bowl Media Day too. It's true. You, it, it's been it's been months and months. So I suppose we should do uh, an elongated version of "How Was Your Day, Eric?" by just saying, "How have you been?" Uh, it's there's been a lot going on. I'm doing well. It's on the up, on the up and up, on the up and up. Yeah, that's good. There's been a lot. A lot's happened. You t- and uh, a lot's happened in the pop culture world, in the sporting world, in the political world, and in our world. So we have lots and lots to catch up on, and we're going to try and do it uh, as quick as possible. Um, starting with the two of us. So I know that you told me in our pre-production meeting, which we just had, it was extensive and professional, as always. Oh, of course. Of course. And of course... My computer, I thought, I was like, I put my phone on vibrate so that I wouldn't hear a text alarm. And, of course, I get a text alarm from my computer. Oh, amazing. That's how we know the pod is back. So We still got to develop a segment to, like, to do something with that. Like, we have to have an immediate spinoff segment. I think Sam would be good with that. Yeah, where every, t- every, every time, every time, every, every time my text ding goes off, Sam has to improvise a song. Yeah. yeah, or a song, or like you just have to read the latest Twitter hashtag and then like read the top three or something like something that. like that. I I actually there's, there's something there. There's something there for sure. This is Eric. Eric is just is the the wheels are turning. Um, you are taking classes, uh, environmental science classes. Yeah, just so this I'm starting this summer and I'm gonna be taking more classes as time goes on. I'm just dipping my toe in right now. Eric Leroy Simpson, environmental scientist. Well, I, we uh, we here at Fighting Fire with Fire wish you the best of luck with that. Um, I also personally had my very first DJing gig a couple weeks ago under the name yeah. <laughs> under under the very exciting name <clears throat> AJ Rose. <laughs> Figured that oh, that. I, I really, I really like it. Yeah, absolutely, and it went so well that the club Good Life, shout out to Good Life. Uh, in downtown Boston, uh, asked me back. And so me and wow. uh, my friend Jamie, another fellow DJ, Jamie McCreary, shout out to Jamie. Jamie and I are going to co-host a DJ night on Thursday, August 9th. For all of you listeners, if you want to come on Thursday, August 9th, it's going to start at 9.30. And uh, Jamie and I met the other night to brainstorm ideas for what we wanted to call it because if it goes incredibly well on August 9th, they may have us back monthly to do a night there. Wow. Uh, which that's, would be... That's a good promo housekeeping it, like in the intro. That's awesome. Right. That's good, good for you, man. And uh, we... I, I, Jamie and I bounced some ideas back and forth and then she came up with a name this is all credit to Jamie. She came up with a name that I think is really, really good. We're going to call our night Spin Class. <laughs> <laughs> That was extremely good. Yeah. Oh, 
so good. It's short. It's like a triple entendre. There's all sorts of like uh, flyer opportunities maybe for me to take a photo on my bike while holding my DJ controller and like turning the bike wheels into records or something like that. Jamie's going to make a flyer. Um, and hopefully it'll go well. We're each going to have 90 minutes. I'm going to play lots of throwback. Yeah, not throwbacks, but like a mix of modern and old hip hop and she'll play sort of EDM remixes of pop and hip hop and it'll be great. That sounds like the coolest shit. I wish I could, I hope, I wish I didn't live so far away. Yeah, I, I, I also wish you didn't live so far away, Eric, but say la vie and Burlington, Vermont's lovely. Um, other things that have happened since Sam and I uh, last podcasted, um, the the NBA playoffs ended. The Golden State Warriors swept the Cavs. We can we can breeze right on over that because NBA free agency is upon us, and the NBA draft happens, and it's it's all it's all very exciting. I think I will throw in there was a good quick meme from J.R. Smith accidentally running out the clock. Yeah, Jay, that that is that is going to be. Uh, undoubtedly the most memorable moment from the NBA Finals, J.R. Smith uh, rebounding George Hill's missed free throw, which should always be noted that in a tie game, George Hill missed a go-ahead free throw with three and a half seconds left, um, who's an 80% free throw shooter. And J.R. Smith gets an offensive rebound because Kevin Durant forgot to box out. And J.R. Smith's, you know, five feet away from the basket and just dribbles straight out because he thought that they were ahead. And, yeah, what the shooting are the shooting stars? Yes, there's definitely a oh good shooting stars meme of J.R. Smith. So well done. And the the meme and just the image of LeBron with his arms outstretched and the incredulous look on his face is sort of what's going to be remembered from this finals. And of course, the Cavs lost in overtime and got swept. And now LeBron is faced with a decision as to whether he stays in lot. Excuse me. Whew, whether he stays in Cleveland or he goes to the Los Angeles Lakers. I think those are the only two realistic options. And uh, I actually would like to ask you, Eric, not where do you think he's going, but where do you want LeBron to go? Ooh, okay. Not Boston, because I don't... I think he'd, he would obviously do well, because he'd do well anywhere, but I think... He wouldn't... He, he would never I come to the Celtics. Player, but I think He would never Boston come to the Celtics. would feel really weird about it. It's not like when Shaq came to Boston and... Bill Simmons freaked out. It, this would be another another level of freak out for Bill Simmons. LeBron LeBron has faced the Celtics seven times in the playoffs. Seven times. It's there's too much. There's too much, and a lot of people in Boston don't like him for a lot of unjustified and potentially racist reasons. Like I, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I, I find myself defending LeBron like way too much uh, around Boston. People in Boston have to like. I think they're slowly coming around to his greatness. And a couple of Boston fans, including a former guest on this pod, Josh Kreisberg, is like, LeBron, I, he said to me, uh, he said, I can't imagine anybody being better at basketball than LeBron, but I still hate him. <laughs> so I suppose if, I that, say, if that's your take, then that's an acceptable take. I would say I don't want to go to the Lakers because fuck the Lakers. Nah, uh, man. This is where we differ. Because I want LeBron James to go to the Los Angeles Lakers. Really? Yeah. Like from a, from a, an NBA fan perspective, more than a Celtics fan perspective. Oh, both, absolutely both. Eric, can you can you close your eyes and imagine June 2019 or perhaps June 2020, a Celtics Lakers Kyrie LeBron NBA Finals? Okay, okay, that would be pretty fucking dope. It would and be. I, I, I don't have to close my eyes because I'm currently 
in bed using a blanket to block the echo from that's so this is my audio production as imagine a stick i'm lying down sticking my hands up in the air with a blanket over me so that's the sorry you know you see my apartment and how i've seen your apartment, apartment. How, echo, how high ceilings good echoey and train tracks nearby we are nothing. We are nothing. If we are nothing, if not professional, on fighting fire with Friday the AJ Rose. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, you got the pop filter and the, the special bike. Uh huh. Birthday this year, so that you got that going for you. Uh huh. Nice. And um, the, I think LeBron is going to uh, either stay in Cleveland one more year and then go to the Lakers, or go to the Lakers now, depending on what happens with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I actually can't sit here and make any predictions about Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. I don't even know. I, w- I would have said that Paul George was absolutely 100% gone a couple months ago, but it seems like now that's actually up in the air. Uh, the Celtics hopefully will stand pat. NBA free agency, there aren't, aren't that many teams with cap space, so aside from what happens with those three dudes, LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, I think we're in for a fairly quiet NBA free agency, which is actually nice. Um, okay. The thing about him staying in Cleveland is that like my sort of it's way more interesting if he leaves like he managed to get into the finals which is remarkable but like but the narrative I mean I, I wouldn't blame him if he stuck in Cleveland it's just sort of like the loyalty factor but like I absolutely do not blame him if he's like no I'm gonna leave cause it's just I could see him in Houston and I could see him in Philly and I could see him in LA I think Houston is definitely out I think Philly's mostly out I think if he leaves he's going to LA okay so that that uh, has taken a back seat, the NBA, luckily, to the best sporting event in the world, other than March Madness, the World Cup. And it's, it's banana cakes. It's been great. And I think four years ago, the 2014 World Cup was sensational. And my expectations going into the 2018 World Cup were that it couldn't really possibly match what happened four years ago. But it's been just as good, if not better, super dramatic, uh, a lot. And uh, unlike... 2014, very wide open. It feels like anybody's World Cup. Oh, absolutely. I just—it's it's just a shame. And then the U.S. isn't in it to like, so people can appreciate how crazy it's been even more. Right, and I think that that is what uh, has turned off a lot of people from watching it, uh, especially here in Boston, where it's like if it's if it's not involving Boston, I don't want anything to do with it. You know? Oh yeah. Like like the I mean, the ratings for non-Boston related things in Boston is so bad. It's it, it cracks me up actually. <laughs> The loyalty is very strong. To a fault. Yeah, and uh, I think the, the the best couple moments from the World Cup so far were the Spain-Portugal match, which tied 3-3 because Ronaldo had a hat mm-hmm. trick. That was stupendous. I was in a German bar in D.C. with a couple of uh, old friends from college uh, called Sofhaus at Biergarten. And uh, when Germany beat Sweden on a last-minute stoppage time goal the other day, but then today, we are recording just minutes after Germany was eliminated in the group stage uh, by, South by South Korea. South and good, oh and good for the South Koreans. They, they, they played better. They earned it. And then Sweden uh, beat Mexico. So Sweden wins the group. Mexico goes through. Korea finishes third. And Germany finishes bottom of the group and does not advance past the group stage for the first time since 1938. 1938. Wow, I heard the 50s. I guess they did. I don't know. That is that is that is just so so ridiculous. Uh, it, it it speaks to my favorite quote about football of all time uh, from Gary Lineker, which is football's a very simple game. Twenty two men chase a ball around for ninety minutes, and in the end, the Germans win. 
which is a which is a great quote. And they they are the defending World Cup champs, but they will not defend their title in the knockout stages. So now we have um, a couple of more games that are going to be. Uh, going on right after we're done with this podcast, Brazil's group. It's Brazil, Serbia, Croatia, and I can't remember. I can't remember who the fourth team is. Switzerland. Switzerland, there it is. There, you got it. Absolutely. So, and then once that's done, we're going to have 12 of our 16 teams, and then we finish out the group stages uh, tomorrow. And I don't have a predictor for who's going to win. I certainly am rooting for England because I studied abroad in London and have a lot of friends who are rooting very hard for England, and they look pretty good. Um, but I I couldn't possibly predict. I suppose gun to my head, I'd take a team like France because they're a blue blood and they have looked more more or less up to form thus far. I, I could see anything happening. Right, well, anything. It looks really good. I would hope I would hope very sincerely that a non-blue blood makes the World Cup final. The last five World Cup yeah, finals yeah, going yeah, back yeah. are 2014 Germany Argentina, 2010 Spain Netherlands, 2006 Italy France, 2002 Brazil Germany, and 1998 France Spain. So it's just it's just all blue bloods all the way. So I'm hoping that somebody like Mexico or Croatia or Belgium or somebody, uh, even Nigeria, who got through at the expense of oh, – oh, darn it. No, they didn't. I, I just misspoke. I just completely misspoke because Nigeria had their hearts ripped out by Argentina yesterday, and Argentina squeaked through. Which, by the way – by the way, if Argentina and Portugal win their round of 16 games, we get a Messi-Ronaldo quarterfinal. Oof. <laughs> wow. That'd be nuts. That'd be so That'd be nuts. nuts. I would, uh... I'm thinking... I could root for England. I want, I'm rooting for Japan. I was impressed with them. Uh, Are they through? Uh, no. Columbia. No, they still they, have I was going to say, that Colombia, that's that's uh, the last group stages. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, but Japan's looking good. Uh, obviously, I because like obviously like South America and Europe have dominated for like since forever. Since forever, uh, yeah. Like without without knowing much about the team, any team going in, I'm always rooting for the underdogs. Although even then, even then, a lot of this time, it's just like I just want to watch a good match. Like and then, and we've gotten that this 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 whole tournament has been bonkers. Yeah, and I recommend to people who haven't watched the World Cup yet to tune in. I know that a lot of the games start early, at least for your boy, they start early because I always sleep in, so 10 a.m. is kind of a kind of an early start. But uh, <laughs> oh man! But but we're gonna we're gonna move right along because I want to get to our so hot right now recommendations and. Uh, as always, you can use the hashtag so hot right now on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can you can tag us in it at the AJ Rose Show on Twitter, at the AJ Rose Show on Instagram, Facebook.com slash the AJ Rose Show. Uh, just nice little shameless plugs for the AJ Rose Show social media. I'm going to try and get the podcast on uh, Stitcher and Spotify in the next week or two, hopefully. If, if we can do another podcast in, in, in that time, I, I have to put in the legwork because I've been busy DJing. But. Um, my so hot right now recommendation, Eric. If you don't mind me going first, I mean, you got it. You took, you got the reins. Go for it. All right. Hashtag so hot right now. The 
the woman who was going to become the youngest congresswoman in history, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who had a huge upset win in New York's 14th congressional district yesterday, who beat 10-term incumbent Joe Crowley. And uh, I have to give her all the credit in the world. Um, Crowley had way more... uh, uh, money spent on his campaign and funds raised and all that and was uh, expected to win in a walk away and uh, it just did not happen Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez who's a socialist it's 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 a very cool moment and a nice reprieve from all the Trump uh, uh, you know villainy and and uh, uh, fascism it's straight evil at this point you can't really stop short of it yeah, pretty pretty. Yeah, the evil, and um, I also have to give a tiny shout out to to her opponent uh, and and uh, the person who did not win the race, Joe Crowley, because he at his concession party or whatever he uh, sang a song. He like he he sings. He played a guitar and he sang and he dedicated the first song that he sang to Alexandra Cortazio Cortez Ocasio Cortez, and it was "Born to Run" by Bruce Springsteen. So that's wow. a nice classy little way to to concede and so fall is really going to be like swing left but also just swing young like the youth are going to rock the vote so hard it's been started i mean you could really say the women's march was like the momentum started to build and then the me too movement and now uh like the parkland kids have been really inspiring this year yeah things things are happening yeah eric are you on speaker by the way i'm on i'm using bluetooth headphones Okay. Is, it, is my audio coming in a little crackly? A little crackly. Right, it's okay, though. See what, I'll see what I can do. Because I'm only thinking of the people here. Oh, no. I, I, and I often am the people, so... I'm you are the people. Because, yeah, because yeah. you're going to listen back to this. Um, what, is your, what is your So Hot Right Now recommendation, Eric? Um, I have a So Hot Right Now and a So Hot Right Now. Um, that is better, by the way. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to have to say I have a few things that I've been wanting to like plug as so hot right now for a while, but um, for right now, I would have to say Megan and I's favorite podcast, The Adventure Zone. The Adventures? The Adventure Zone. It's the Adventure podcast. Zone. It's by the, the it's by the McElroy's who do Oh, brother, it's Mobim Bam. Yeah. Those dudes, my brother, my brother, and me. Okay, The Adventure Zone, yeah. Um, so because unlike their main podcast, uh, which is just a comedy advice show, this show they started as sort of a joke to like play D and D when they didn't know what they were doing, and it ended up becoming like has a bigger cult following, arguably than the Bim Bam does, and like has a lot like you just check Tumblr for it. It's just it's nuts. Like the story got super like heartfelt and fear it like. And it, while still being funny it's just also like the characters are super well fleshed out and they're on a, a new arc with new characters right now and it's we've been enjoying the shit out of it so every two weeks we like oh fuck we, we gotta listen um in the same way that like I get super invested in like the, in Game of Thrones like it's on that level for me that's incredible I mean I I, I uh, have never been a and d person but shout out to the McElroys for having like a podcast empire and uh if anybody wants to check out the Adventure Zone, I'm sure they can find it on any app where podcasts are available. Right? Yeah, for sure. Give give it a and feel free to start from a, from their newer arc because they're like 
it's a little it's a little rough around the edges from their first few episodes. I also have a so hot right now, and I'm curious because I know you're such a big Kanye fan. Um, have you listened to his new album, and what do you think? So, I am one of the 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 biggest Kanye fans and biggest sort of like just Kanye fascinators uh, ever. And I talked, I had my, the Kanye pod a couple uh, months ago with my boy, Robbie, uh, Robbie white, who's, and I've talked to him about some of these releases that Kanye's had over the last two months, five albums in a row under good music. First Daytona by Pusha T and then, Kanye's album, Yay, and then Kanye and Cuddy's uh, du- duo album, Kids See Ghosts, and then Nas's album, Nasir, and then finally Tayana Taylor's album, which I think is called KSE or something like that. And uh, I got to say, as far as Kanye's solo album goes, it is by far his most mediocre, his, 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 his worst work out of his eight solo albums. The album, Yay, has uh, really... It seems it seems rushed. Apparently, he had an album that was that was done, and then he scrapped it and made a new one in two weeks because after some of the some of the TMZ stuff that happened, where he said slavery was a choice and whatnot. And I think other than the song "Ghost Town," which has Kid Cudi on it uh, and is uh, a good song, maybe not even a great one, but at least a very good one. I think the other six tracks are eh, and the project as a whole is eh. However, I think he redeemed himself not only on his production with Pusha T, because I think Pusha T's album Daytona is really good. His album with Cuddy, Kids See Ghosts, is I'm going to take that selfishly as a Kanye, someone who sees the world through Kanye shaded glasses. I'm going to take that album, Kids See Ghosts, as the Kanye album, because Kids See Ghosts is really good. And I like the fact that all the albums are only seven songs, so that they're they're the I think brevity is underrated, um, and so you can just listen to them all in a half hour or less. And Kid See Ghosts is uh, cathartic because I'd never thought Kid Cudi would make good music again. Up, oh, up, oh, and it's good, and people should listen to it. Wow! All right, interesting. Good take. Yeah, I uh, I actually. Out of a weird, I guess, relevancy, curiosity, I listened to his first album called Dropout all the way through for the first time this week or last week. And I got to say, I was impressed. Yeah. I see what all the fuck is about, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You listen to College Dropout for the first time front to back. I'm so proud of you. It's like, it's like, it's <laughs> I like. Mean, granted, this was after all of the shit happened. And I was like, well, I kind of like, I, I was, I guess for context, I'm at, when I'm at work, uh, in order to avoid like using up data, I turn off like, everything. I usually listen to podcasts, but I just saw that I had College Dropout downloaded, and I didn't have a lot of other music downloaded. So I was like, "Well, I'll just give it a shot. Why not?" And I actually enjoyed it, although still with trepidation after all the shit that happened. But yeah, I, I I'm glad you listened to it. It's one of my favorite albums ever. It's one of his, you know, two or three best albums, and the one that started it all. Uh so that thank you that was our so hot those were our so hot right now recommendations tell us what you think is so hot right now it could be anything it could be an album a song a book a movie a sports uh, person a anything opinion. an opinion whatever anything anything that you think is so hot right now can be so hot right now um Eric before we skedaddle uh, I wanted to run over a little bit 
I wanted to to, to, to push down a little bit on uh, what kind of evil because you know how there's that that uh, that nine panel thing about uh, chaotic and neutral and yeah. right what is it the different kinds of good and the different kinds of evil which is uh, to come full circle actually that comes from D&D the, the it, alignment uh, chart oh the alignment chart it comes from Dungeons and Dragons perfect so I was going to ask you what kind of evil you think Trump is because I think it's a fairly it's it's fairly uh, uh, obvious to me that it's chaotic evil. I, it's weird because you also kind of want to say chaotic in that in, I mean if you want to just go by how he conducts himself in like while giving his speech, chaotic definitely uh, is accurate. But I, but then other other thing I could see lawful evil because you know he's the president of the United States. But then again, he just but he's been trying to he tries to just do what he wants all the time. Um, it's hard to say because like when he, you know trying to implement for context, what are the other kinds of evil that we would have to choose from? It's just uh, lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. So I would I would uh, say that Mitch McConnell is lawful evil. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And Paul Ryan is, is is neutral evil, and uh-huh. uh, Trump is chaotic evil, and okay, so yeah. it sort of completes your trifecta. I hope Mitch McConnell gets very, very. I, I I I I hope I hope he I don't know I hope he stubs his toe every single day for the rest of his life. Is he is he running as an incumbent this year? Or is, or is it not his term ending this year? I, I don't think it's his term, but regardless, he's the Senate Majority Leader, so I don't think he would get uh, upended. Um, yeah, definitely my least favorite. Whenever uh, the CSW Ultimate Frisbee team, shout out to the Urukai, great season. Got to say goodbye to a lot of them at graduation. It was a little emotional. Um, uh, whenever we did our calf stretch where you sort of like put your ang- put your angle at a 45-degree angle, ankle at a 45 degree angle and like sweep your hands down some people call it hurting the turtles and we would call it hurting the McConnells (laughs) I would always say heard Mitch McConnell back into the sea from whence he came yeah I would um if we're doing like a ranking of most evil I would say Trump is a wild card for sure because he like will weirdly be like hey Kim Jong-un he's a great guy but then, like, Kim Kardashian can convince him to pardon a black woman because he's, like, whenever he's, he's just self-serving more than he is calculated evil, like someone like Stephen Miller, who's... Oh, really Stephen crazy. Miller goes way up on the list of evil. Oh, oh yeah. way up. Jeff has bumped up the list, however, also. And that I saw today that he, like, made a joke about... It wasn't directly about the kids being separated from their parents at the border, but it was something related to that. And then the Supreme Court, unfortunately, upheld his Muslim travel ban, which is upsetting. There was a San Diego judge who just ordered all the children to be reunited with their parents. I think for kids under five, it was within two weeks, which is really good news to hear. Hopefully that Hopefully. gets carried out. Yeah. You'll, you'll forgive us if we're skeptical that that'll actually happen. I mean, something they, they got to do something. It's 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 hard to really. I mean, just hearing the the cries of those kids at the detention center was yeah. heart, really heartbreaking. It just drove home for me how important everything is. Um, if Megan were here, I would say I would 
I would, uh, something else we listen to is, uh, Pod Save America. Yeah, boys. For, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for jo- John, John, and Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, they used to, uh, they, they used to work for Bill Simmons, actually, right? Yeah, they, they had a podcast. Goes to show that, uh, uh Simmons, for, for all his flaws, he really does know what is gonna, like, he has his finger on, like, w- what is gonna be successful. He's a smart man. Um, and he had, they had, a, he had them do a podcast called Keeping It 1600. Uh, for several months leading up to the election, and then as soon as Trump got elected, they all had a talk, and he was like, "You guys got to go do your thing. You got to make a bigger impact." And they were like, "You're right, we do." Uh, or I, I don't know if that was actually how the conversation went, but they they agreed that they were going to break off and do their own thing, and then they became Positive America, and here we are. Um, and it seems like they're doing good work. Uh, and they 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 their their whole network of podcasts, DeRay McKesson's podcast, Pod Save the People, and Tommy Vitor's own foreign policy one, Pod Save the World, which is really nice. I don't know nearly enough about foreign policy, so that one is is especially relevant to me. Like lear- learning about different stuff in Libya and Yemen and uh, North Korea and blah blah blah. Um, and 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 yeah, they 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 usually hit the nail on the head in terms of. Uh, trying to come at it from a very pragmatic, practical angle, not just the, yeah, it's really bad that all this evil stuff is happening. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really just a crazy time that it's like having things like the Parkland kids and, you know, like the, um, after I, you, you, you nailed her name every time. I've already forgot. Oh, what, what, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. I really see that both as like fighting back against what Trump is doing, but also against just establishment politics in general, because you really can't let the Democrats go for what happened in 2016. No question. No question. Think of the like worst blunder in sports where you just had like a, you know, an open end zone from one yard away and you just fumbled it on the goal line kind of thing where Trump didn't even, I, I firmly believe that Trump didn't actually want to win. He just wanted to run because he's way better at campaigning than he is at actually being president. Be hard to be worse at being president. Eric, do you have anything? Uh, uh, I, I do think that uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez and um, the Parkland kids and uh, a couple of different things have, have brought back that uh, naive level optimism for the, the midterms in November. Do you have anything? So, so I remain optimistic. Do you have anything uh, else to, to get off your chest before we, we skedaddle? You gotta vote and tell your friends to be registered because I mean, if, if what's happening right now doesn't convince you, I'm not sure what will. Yeah. You you can make an impact. You can even go knock on doors, get involved. You gotta, and, and, and the biggest, the big thing I would, I would add to that is get, get involved at every level. Don't just worry about the voting for like your senators and house of representatives. You gotta also, mayors, counselors, yeah, Republicans are excellent at like, at, at getting people involved on the, at the local level. And so you'll have a lot of policies just in your local city or town that'll, uh, they'll, you know, they, they're really good at, building from the ground up and democrats are uh you know historically lazy in non-election years so it's really really important that everyone get active yay eric did you enjoy being back on the podcast i really did uh this has been really nice catching back up hopefully uh we can uh see you more this summer i know megan and i make planning to come down to boston a couple more times this summer 
maybe we'll meet, meet up with you. Got to catch a game. Maybe do a live podcast. Uh, maybe get maybe get Sam in. Have some pop tarts. Whatever. We can <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Uh, as always, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at SoundCloud.com slash Fighting Fire with Fire. Leave us a comment and like our page on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The AJ Rose Show. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at The AJ Rose Show. You can follow me on Twitter at A Jeremy Rose. And for Eric Leroy Simpson, I'm AJ Rose. This has been Fighting Fire with Fire. It's good to be back. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Stay well.